At the Cryptid Keeper podcast, we love to laugh at the darkness, but we would never laugh at the rich cultures that explore it, or the unique cultural significance of the creatures explored. The jokes within are on no one but us. We encourage additional research on the subjects covered here, and hope that a comedy podcast is not your primary source of information. Keeper podcast, the podcast for cryptids and their keepers. That's us. And if you're listening, it's you too. I'm Alex Flanagan. And I'm Addison Peacock. She swore she was ready this time. She still had to do like a little hair flip before she said her name, which would have been an understandable choice if this was a visual medium. I don't Reader, know. Why, it is not. I don't know why you have to tell them my secrets like that. Um, well, it's sort of like, you know, if you ever watched like a Disney movie, but when it's got like the uh, the descriptive audio track on where it's like, and this background character has now adjusted her hair. Oh. Cusco looks sassily at all of the other individuals in the room. Oh, very good. See, I was thinking you were you were talking about when you watch a Disney Channel, like a Disney Channel original movie or a DCOM, if you will. Um, and they have those. Like, the ones that will go with, like, the trivia facts in the corner. Oh, like, High yeah. School Musical being like, Troy Bolton actually is dead for the entire film. Like, <laughs> for, uh, there was actually, um, I've, I've learned some stuff from those. I never watched Degrassi, but one time there was an episode of Degrassi on that had, it was, like, Degrassi TMI or Degrassi FYI or whatever. I don't remember what they called it. Uh, but there was a fun fact about how Weird Al was the valedictorian at his high school. So that's a cool, fun thing that I learned from watching one episode of Degrassi. What, what did Weird Al have to do with Degrassi? Was he in that episode? He didn't know. It was just like a graduation episode and somebody was valedictorian. It was like some other famous valedictorians include. And I was like, I don't know who this character is, but I know who Weird Al is. Very good. I was going to say, depending on which Degrassi, which iteration you were watching, you may have spotted a, a young Drake. I don't know. I honestly have no clue. I never watched it. Um, my my sister did. She was like the right age to watch a Degrassi on the N when it came on. Oh um, yeah, I remember when it was called the N. I caught like a couple episodes here and there of Radio Free Roscoe, but I never caught Degrassi. It didn't catch my interest. I used to watch on the N. I used to watch Moesha, and I used to watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay, and that was my jam. Yep. And oh, and I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Sometimes I would watch South of Nowhere. Anyway. Which- yeah, we're changing this into like a teen programming podcast, actually. Mm-hmm. So welcome to Tony Hawk Keeper Podcast. I'm Tony Hawk, and this is Introduce Yourself to the People. This is Melissa Joan Hart. All right. I'm into this concept. <laughs> I was like, who was big in the 90s? Um, um, anyway, yeah, so cryptids. So anyway, um, I actually want to start off... A little non-traditionally this episode. Well, it's a little late to start off non-traditionally. I think we already have that one in the bag. All right. So I found this week's cryptid because of a different article that I was reading that popped up that a couple people sent to me as well as just uh, me stumbling across. So, And this is also can serve as an important announcement just to all those uh, monster hunters out there. And this was taken from comicbook.com. And the headline is, Monster Hunters. Capcom will pay you over $70,000 to prove real monsters exist. What? Capcom is going all out to celebrate the successful launch of Monster Hunter World, and what better way to celebrate the positive buzz than with some real monsters? In the real world, we have our own legends, which describe enormous, dangerous, or mysterious beasts, and Capcom wants your help proving that some of those legends may in fact be real. If you're able to prove a certain monster exists, Capcom will pay you a a £50,000 prize, roughly $70,400. 
Can we get it, like, per episode? Because I think we've had some fairly convincing ones. I agree. I think we could submit. That's right. Capcom wants you to become a real-life monster hunter. They're quite serious about this, and they've enlisted the help of cryptozoologist John Downs. John Downs was respectful. He was, but Downs was responsible for selecting the top ten real-life monsters he'd like hunters to find proof for, and he'll be the one assessing any evidence you're willing to put forth. If you're up to the challenge, you have until June 30th, 2018 to claim your prize. That's kind of awesome, actually. Yeah, I'm actually super hyped about it. But I was curious about the list of 10 monsters that John Downs put mm-hmm. together he wants proof of. And I wanted to tell you some of the monsters on this list. And then it will lead us to the one that I have chosen to do today. We're going to go on like a little scavenger hunt to find our boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, so the ones I'm actually not going to read them in order. They're not. It's not like a top ten list. Like they're not ranked. It's just a list gotcha. of ten. So I'm not going to read. So uh, we have Bigfoot, mm-hmm. of course, classic. We've got. I love the way this is written. It says Scottish Lake Monster, and then in parentheses the Loch Ness Monster. Ah uh, yes. Ah uh, yes. Okay. The Mongolian Deathworm. Uh huh. A mermaid. Okay. Uh, the Yeti. Mm hmm. A chupacabra. Okay. The Flying Snake of Namibia. Nice. Which I'm not, is not what I'm doing, but I do think it's interesting. The Yowie. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Cornish Owl Man. Ooh. Which we've talked about on here. And then the one I'm covering today, um, which is called the Earth Hound. <gasps> <laughs> I, I'm, and I have to break it to you, Alex, that this may or may not be a dog. We're not sure if it's a dog. There's a debate about what kind of animal the Earth Hound is. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Okay. Um, well, it's enough. It's dog adjacent enough that I'm sure you'll still enjoy him. Does it have four legs? Yes. Does it have a tail? Debatable. Will it bring me the newspaper? Depending on how well you train it. Will it give me nightmares if I touch him? <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> almost, petting it. <laughs> almost certainly. Petting it. Um, this is a. Uh, this is just. From, this is the little blurb. I will give you guys a little amuse bouche here. This is the little blurb from the comicbook.com article when it mentions. It has a little blurb about each creature on the list, mm-hmm. and this is the one for the Earthhound. It says a 19th century clergyman described a mysterious, dreaded sort of animal believed to live in graveyards, burrowing among the dead bodies and devouring them. It's like a dog oh. ghoul, a ghoul oh. dog. Oh. He's too cool for school. Believe it or not, this terrier-sized animal has been reported in remote Scottish graveyards until the present day. Yeah, it's little. He's (laughs) terrier-sized. It's not a big animal. I was not prepared for that information. (laughs) That's why I was expecting like like you say hound, and I'm like, okay, like bloodhound or like grant, like like a dog of like significant stature or like the <laughs> hound of the Baskervilles. Like, can can you imagine? I'm sorry, this thing is so small. How? Too little. Too small. Um, I am going to begin to dive in. I would like to dive in first with a, a little bit from cryptoresponse.weebly.com. I'm so ready. I wish we started yesterday. <laughs> I want to know about this guy. And again, like I said, there's some debate about what kind of animal it actually is because here's a rendering of it. It might be an, some kind of mole. Oh, it's like a badger. <laughs> what the heck? I love him. <laughs> there's a lot. Still going to pet him. So um, this is on CryptoResponse at Weebly.com, which is the header is Cryptozoologicon, a response. This is Earthhound, the location, Scotland, time, 1867, 1915, notable in Scottish folklore. Scotland plays host to some more obscure cryptids as well as the famous Loch Ness Monster. 
One such creature is the earthhound, a rodent-like burrower that supposedly inhabits graveyards, burrowing into graves to feed on corpses. You know, it's a scavenger. It resembles a big rat with large incisors, an upturned snout, and a long dog-like head, digging paws like a mole, and a short, bushy tail. Most sightings of this creature involve the animal being dug up with plows or by gardeners. Oh, no. It is unclear what this creature really is. It could, of course, simply be exaggerations and misidentifications of real animals, such as rats and weasels. The morbid habits of this animal seem suspicious. There is a possibility that this creature is merely a mythical animal that is associated with corpses and graveyards. Whatever the nature of this beast, there have been very few recent sightings of it. For our speculative account, we think it best that this creature be related to the mole. I guess that if that that's your call, if you want to say he's a mole, Alex wants to think he's a little dog. I don't believe I know. <laughs> the earthhound, which is if you want to know its uh, Latin name is mm-hmm. Terracinus morbidus. Okay. Is actually a large relative of the Asian shrew moles, Urupsilus, which is this is they're saying that like it's a fact, but like Yeah, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> Yeah, it must have shared a common ancestor with shroomals sometime, oh my gosh, excuse me, sometime in the Oligocene, 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 I don't, it's a period, it's a time period, Oligocene, I'm not going to dwell on that, becoming a comparatively large and pugnacious animal by insectivore standards. However, they called it an insectivore. It's not an insectivore. It literally eats dead people. Oh, you didn't know? We all become bugs when we die. Oh, I was going to make a Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, reference. The little, like, ending monologue is, um, and crawling across the planet's face, some insects called the human race, lost in time and lost in space and meaning. Aren't we all just bugs deep down? I mean, yeah, probably. Oh, sorry. Their theory is that the earthhound is attracted to dead bodies to feed on, like, maggots and, uh, like, other animals that are attracted to, like, decomposition. I don't know if that's, like, cuter or worse somehow. Yeah. The thing about this one, I know I bring a lot of ones that are more supernaturally charged. This is one that is just very likely probably an actual animal. Fair. Yeah. It's, like, actually, it's very funny. There's, like, a really weird reaction going off in my head right now when you're like chewing on dead bodies like it's just getting down on like you know dead flesh i'm like oh okay yeah whatever like a scavenger that's yeah that's uncle fair. george does that he loves it right yeah but then you're like oh it might actually just be pulling bugs out of their bodies i'm like ew gross like <laughs> what the heck me anyway i don't know it's not worse it's just like weird i guess i'm more uncomfy with like thinking of all of the dead like all the bugs crawling around down there than i am that's with fair. like the little scavenger terrier just like nomping on some face what even is it <laughs> yeah really though um, so it spends most of the daylight hours burrowing, like typical moles. It has some permanent tunnels and some temporary ones. This is my favorite kind of cryptozoological piece because it writes about this thing as if it is a well-known, established animal. Oh yeah, I love. When sites. in fact, there is so much debate about what this is. Is it a? Is it a type of? Is it a type of hound? Is it a type of mole? Is it a type of badger? Is it a type of pig? We've got. There is some of that. Um, like a hog. Anyway, it's like sorry. a little echidna. What were you going to say? I was going to say I love sites that are like, we don't know if this thing is real or not. But like for the sake of argument, here's everything that a textbook would say about it. And we're going to we state it like it's a fact. Like it were fact. Yeah. yeah. Um, the fur of an earthhound is dense, but generally longer and coarser than other moles. Colored a dirty brown. Present distribution may be relictual, localized around parts of Scotland, or other populations may exist in continental Europe. As yet undetected. Who can say? Where is he? 
I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, I think my favorite thing about this is I really wanted to bring this little guy in because I... Because you knew I would lose my mind. (laughs) One, yes. And two, I also am really, uh, I really wanted to go go for something not frightening for once. Something not dangerous or frightening in any way. That's fair. Also, the idea of kind of ghoulish attributes and some of the, like, way people have talked about this thing being applied to an animal is very interesting because scavengers are all over the place. It would make sense for a scavenger to realize, I'm sorry to get a little morbid here, but to realize, hey, there are essentially just, like, giant buffets of dead people in, like, parts of You guys, there is, like, so much food down here. Yeah, like, actually, like, it's it's not irrational to assume that an animal that is a scavenger would be like, dude. Found my next nature box. (laughs) Nature box. The nature box is a cough. Nature's nature box. It's coffins? Yes. Oh, God. This one got darker than any of the supernatural ones I've ever brought to the table, and I'm not sure how that happened. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's actually, it's not really that much darker, because it's like it's not going to do anything to you if you were a yeah. living creature, right? It's just interested in waiting. That's true. Oh, God. That's so dark. There's some really scary fan art of this thing. Oh, no. Um, no, my boy. <laughs> Behold, the Earth Hound is this piece by Sean Histed Todd. And you want to tell the people what you see? Oh, look at this guy. He's, he's smiling. It's like such a weird choice. So, yeah, let's take a look at this little guy. What do you see? It's interesting because it's like, I don't believe it to be a drawing. I believe it to be a photo manipulation. Yeah, I think it is a photo manip. And so it's it's basically, it's a mole. There's like a gloomy castle in the background <laughs> and then a tree. And then like it projected in the foreground is like this, this the earth hound who in this sort of um, idiom is a, it's very clearly a mole with like a wide open smiley little mouth, which is super cute. The only thing that makes this thing creepy is that like it has the, the sharp like buck rodent teeth. And, like, these wickedly sharp claws. Um, And they've all been, like, tinted this horrible yellow. And the teeth have, like, a crack in them and, like, some blood staining around the edges. Which is, like, a really specific choice. (laughs) Rawr. Because, like, if you don't look at the teeth, like, he's just a little smiley guy. Oh, sweet. He's super cute, but... Save image. Save image. Save this image. <laughs> Help it. Well, all right. Now I'm going to go back to the page that I was oh, Actually, God. the thing that I love very much about this image is that right underneath it, it says, Behold, the Earth Hound, Sean Histed Todd. <laughs> and at first, my brain was like, oh, his name is Sean? <laughs> oh. Sean is his... Oh, you know, Sean. Sean the is... Earth Hound? He is the artist, I believe. Actually, it doesn't say. So. Yeah, I'm assuming it's the artist, but it was like, I don't know. My brain just sort of was like scrolling and I was like, oh, okay, I'm an Earth Hound, Sean. Yeah, okay, great. So what this is the, this image is found on a blog post on uh from Carl Schuker and this is from 2012 and the title of this blog post is Unearthing the Earthhound a corpse devouring cryptid from Scotland. Corpse devouring is the f- most frightening way to uh put that. Now here's the thing. I do not want to uh be rude to uh, Mr. Shuker because I am taking information from his website. Mm-hmm. And I don't also want to say that it's bad to, like, enjoy praise of yourself, but I do question why the beginning of this blog post is just a quote from a review of his book. 
Oh. By somebody else. That has nothing to do with the Earth. Oh, no, just kidding. It's right here. The Earth Hound is mentioned loose, like mentioned once in this long review that he has linked at the beginning here. But mainly, it's just, it seems to just kind of be so that you know that people liked his book. <laughs> Which is Fair. like fine. I'm sure. I mean, I'm, same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I get it. If I had a book people liked, I would do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Side note. He makes reference to, and I had not heard of this, and I was wondering if you had. He makes reference to, in addition to the Loch Ness monster, Scotland being known for like panther, like like big cat, like cryptids wandering the moors and the hillands. I've heard a little bit about that, and I'm not sure if it's like an overlap with the hellhound thing or if okay. it's um like a distinct thing. I don't know a lot Hellcats. about it though. Hellcats, hell cats. Anyway. I just, he mentioned that a little bit at the beginning, and I wasn't sure if you'd heard anything about that when, because uh, it didn't come up when I was researching the Wampus Cat, which I would have expected it to. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. The part that really gets me really quick before I split into the Earth Hound is that he calls them Scotland's alien big cats. Oh, yes, I have heard that. Okay. But I thought alien big cats was just like, it's more of an umbrella term. He talks about, well, he talked about. ABCs. Like, okay. Wampus Cats fall under the. ABCs? ABCs. Do you know your ABCs? <laughs> I do. Can you sing them for me? Uh, let's not. <laughs> okay, I understand. I, I I tried to even think of what you would say, and I can't think of anything. But anyway, so there is the extraordinary and distinctly macabre Earthhound of Banffshire, a former northeastern Scottish county now split up into two other counties, RIP. By the Earthhound! Oh, can you imagine if it was literally split in two? <laughs> There's just like a chasm. It was cleft in twain. That's my favorite phraseology. It's a very good one. One of my favorite old-timey phrases that has essentially died out is cleft in twain. Fun fact. Tell me. The word cleave means itself and also its opposite. I don't know if you knew that. That's cool. To cleave something is like to split it apart, right? Yeah. But you can also cleave to something, like to say that you cleave to your beliefs or that you cleaved, which means like... To adhere steadfastly. So it can mean both to bring something apart or to, like, stick something. So a meat cleaver is both a thing you use to chop meat and also someone who's trying to stick two pieces of meat together. (laughs) Can you imagine? Who would do this thing? (laughs) They're trying to put it back together. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, That stalker's after us and he's got a meat cleaver. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I was just trying to help. (laughs) Oh, it's good. Anyway, um, Stranger Than Fiction. Is this part? Uh-huh. The answer to this is often yes, but sometimes no, so let us proceed. They do say that art imitates life, and sometimes it does so even without anyone initially realizing it. And so it was with the Earth Hound. Back in 1994, Canadian actor Stephen McHattie, who I've never heard of, I do not know if anyone else has, starred in an intriguing horror movie entitled The Dark in which a mystifying and quite monstrous rat-like creature inhabiting graveyards was pursued by a cryptozoological biker. What a cool movie. Uh, That's one, amazing. Two, amazing. Three, I love when horror movies have, like, titles that are trying to be so reductive as to be edgy, but, like, kind of fall flat. Because can you imagine being around and in 1994 just being like, oh, yeah, man, have you seen The Dark? Like, what? (laughs) Also, in the 90s, I'd be like, is that a band? Yeah, right? Is that, like... Oh, hey, do you want to come with later? I was going to go try to catch a late night showing of the dark. <laughs> like, yes, that's when most of them are. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I really like the dark. I'm not really such a big fan. 
Oh, I hated it. Oh, you like what? Are you scared of it? Well, I mean, I think that was the point, but no, I hated it because I wasn't. <laughs> oh, solid. What? <laughs> Say, have I seen you somewhere? Yes, I was in the dark. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> That's really good. Can you imagine if this movie had instead been called something that would have piqued the interest of the viewer more? Like, uh, if they had called this like Crypto Biker, I would have. Like, yeah. Oh, I, if Crypto Biker existed, I would have tracked it down by now. Oh yeah, the dark. Side note, this is an amazing part. Think a fact about Carl Schuker, if you're wanting to know something about him. He says, It is well known that two of my own abiding passions are cryptozoology and riding motorbikes. It is well known. But at the time of this film's release, I had no idea that just a few years later I would be investigating a hitherto obscure graveyard-inhabiting mystery beast, allegedly resembling a grotesque rat. That's a little mean. And apparently living in my very own British homeland. There is a picture from the film The Dark. There is the man on the bike accompanied by a wide-eyed, frightened blonde woman, as is the case in many films. And then there is a very scary rat thing. Oh, yeah. I don't really... I don't know him. That doesn't look like my friend. It's like kind of a... Dark crystal looking dude, actually. <laughs> I think it looks like the dragon from Never Ending Story, but like it went through a nightmare machine. I love Henson's work. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Uh, so, I first learned of the Earthhound's existence when I happened to read a short account, a short account of it written by the British folklorist Paul Screeton and published in his magazine Folklore Frontiers. This summarized an earlier article, which was in 1992-1993, volume of the journal Scottish Studies written by Alexander Fenton and the cryptozoological chronicler David Heppel, which reviewed what little information there appears to have been documented on this cryptid. This little thing is, like, super kind of niche. It's, like, it's an indie cryptid. Oh. I don't know if you've heard about the Earthhound. Um, you probably have never heard of it. It was in the dark. Yes. It was in the dark. You may have heard my work. I put together the music for the dark. <laughs> yes, I directed the dark. <laughs> You're having a really good time with this. I right produced now. the dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually the uh, that's actually the battle cry of a little known Marvel supervillain, which I'm sure exists. I'm I sure there's the dark. <laughs> What's his name? Shadow Man. Yeah, sure. Dark man? No. I mean, the shadow is like a different thing. No, um, not the shadow, shadow man. No, you're so right. Um, I'm sorry. Shadowman. I did, yes, my name, is, uh, my name is Phil Shadowman. I'll be doing your taxes today. <laughs> yes, hello. Anyway, I would like you to turn your attention to this fantastic subheader within this blog post, which is a close encounter of the biting kind. <laughs> that would have been a better title than the dark. <laughs> close encounters of the biting kind. <laughs> During their research, Fenton and Heppel, who I just mentioned, Mm -hmm. discovered a detailed letter on the subject of the Earthhound within the archives of the Department of Natural History of the National Museums of Scotland. It was written in 1917 by A. Smith of Wartle in Aberdeenshire to James Ritchie in Edinburgh, and it recorded a local gardener named Archibald, who recalled how his father was plowing some fields in Deverin around 50 years earlier in 1867 when he uncovered an earthhound in its nest. When he attempted to kill it with his foot, no, the earthhound, you'll like this then, the earthhound bit his boot so hard that its teeth cut into the leather... And so then he killed it with the plow. Oh, sorry. Ew. And took its carcass back home with him for oh, some reason. No. I'm sorry. What the heck? In his letter, he described what the earthhound looked like. He described it as being someone like someone. Being someone like a rat. Being somewhat like a rat in basic form and brown in color, but head long like a hound's and its tail bushier than a rat's. I, it's a little disturbing to me that these people, when they see what is literally a rodent, and are like, oh, what's some animal that has a long head? I don't know, a dog? <laughs> like... 
<laughs> but also, why do you need that comparison? People do call like little dogs, uh, like rat dogs, sometimes. I know, which is super rude. Which is really mean. I don't it's like very, it when people do that. Very cruel. It's horrible. I would love to roll up to like a, a an American Kennel Club show with one of these guys. That would be like, this is my hound, and just have them be like, I'm sorry, what? You know, my hound, it's got a long head, like a dog. What tricks can he do? Well, he can bear, he can dig <laughs> up bodies. Let me tell you. Well, he can dig a grave in about five minutes flat. Six feet. You can check it. Measure it. He's amazing. Um. Anyway, he also His claimed... His name's Sean. I love him. <laughs> Sean the Earthhound. He also claimed that the... <laughs> I just remembered the existence of Sean the Sheep and then thought about how wildly different it would be. <laughs> Tore it. Sean the Earthhound. Reboot for the modern era. He also claimed that the nests of Earthhounds were sometimes exposed by plows, but the creatures themselves were only very rarely spied and inhabited churchyards. They yeah, love it that's there. where dead people are. Yeah. But then how did his dad find it? Was he? I know he wasn't plowing in a churchyard. No, the little guy got lost. Oh, or there was a horrible murder on the Archibald family farm years Whoa. before. Um, so here's what I want. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I think I might have underestimated <laughs> what we could do with the Earthhound intellectual property. Like, what Oh, yeah. No, it's going to go some places. Go ahead. Pitch me. Go ahead. You started to say something. Um, Earthhound of the Baskervilles. Because Sherlock Holmes oh, yeah. is in the public domain. So, Earthhound of the Baskervilles, where the Earthhound... Wait, is Sherlock Holmes really in the public domain? As far as I know. If I want to just write, like... If I want to write and produce a play where Sherlock Holmes does, like, all manner of really wild stuff, I can just do it and no one will sue me? I mean, you'll have to fight me because that's already the premise of my life's no, yes, body please, of work. Keep but, going. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, Earthhound of the Baskervilles, where the hound in question is not the monster, but, whoa, hold up, turning it on its head, the detective. Oh. And the Earthhound of the Baskervilles finds a dead body because it's just sort of like, you know, out snuffling around for, for lunch and it finds a dead body that's, whoa, hold up, in the middle of an estate. <sighs> I picture it being a partnership like if you've ever seen the critically acclaimed crime drama Bones starring David Boreanaz and Emily Deschanel. Um, I'm imagining that it's a partnership much like on that where Emily Deschanel's character is the Earthhound. Possibly maybe she could voice the Earthhound. I don't know what she's up to these days. I haven't really been following Mm -hmm. her career very closely. Um, But where she, the Earthhound, is like maybe considered a little bit creepy because of all the work that she does with dead bodies and like, but like has a skill set that the like, um, hardened beat cop just can't really relate to or wrap his head around. And so they must become an unlikely pair because when they put their skills together, there's nothing they can't do. That's true. Although, um, just because we are in the realm of, like, rodents and Sherlock Holmes, I would be terribly remiss if I didn't take this opportunity just to point out that one of my favorite movies of all time is The Great Mouse Detective. Oh, yeah. And I just need the world to know that information. It has nothing to do with, like, I'm not going to go on a riff about it. I'm not going to, like, make a joke saying, like, uh, Professor Radigan is an earthbound. But I'm just going to say that, like, because we are in this niche area and I don't know when it will come up next, I need everyone to know how deeply I adore The Great Mouse Detective. Very good. Very good. It's a very important film, and it was very formative in my childhood years. Oh, sorry. Worth noting here that the field being plowed in this particular situation was very close to a churchyard. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. (laughs) The churchyard was, in fact, later abandoned due to the belief that it was infested with these creatures. They cut (laughs) off the No, no, we can't bury bodies there. There's earthhounds. Yeah, what if we want to dig them up again later? Like, I'm sorry. Let them live, all right? It's also, however, however... 
Speaking of solving murders, what if you're trying to solve a murder and you need to exhume a body to look for evidence and then the evidence is no longer present on the body because an earth hound got into it and ate the body? Then you're going to have to go to the earth hound bar and track down some answers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fair. Fair enough. I'm imagining like a really cute like little like tiny stuff thing. Like it's like the borrowers and like their cups are like made of flowers and stuff. Yeah, but like the detective who's tracking down answers is like a full-sized human and has to like crouch down and like use the really tiny cups. It's actually a great visual and I don't know why nobody's jumped on this yet. I really like that. Anyway, um, in his letter, Smith stated that Archibald describes it as being something between a rat and a weasel and about the size of a ferret, had very like that of a dog, and I think he said the tail was not very long. At a casual glance, it would be mistaken for a rat, but was quite unlike on close examination. Quite unlike it. So it was an R-O-U-S. It's not of unusual size. It's little. That's unusual for a dog. (laughs) Dogs aren't rodents. It cancels out one of the letters. You cannot use all of the letters involved in making an R-O-U-S. Oh, darn. I I like the Princess Bride too, Alice. (laughs) I was ready. I was so prepared. I had trained my entire life for that moment and not even known. So, interestingly, excuse me, further details from Smith were present in a note bearing the same date as his previous letter, but posted the following day, and referring to a meeting in Maastricht with someone who may have been Archibald himself, although this is not made clear in the note. Whoever this person was, he had seen the earthhound carcass and knew of the incident because Smith had questioned him directly about it. According to this person's testimony, the earthhound had run some distance before it had been killed, and additional morphological information contained in this note revealed that it had been about the size of a rat, Asked about color, he thought it was like a dark rat. It had feet like a mole and a tail about half as long as a rat's. Head was long and nostrils very prominent, suggesting a pig's. Head somewhat like that of a guinea pig. Look, that's not what guinea pigs look like. Guinea pigs don't look like pigs. They're not called that because they look like pigs. They're called that because they snort. They're called that because they snort and they squeal. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. You've described two disparate things. Whatever. I had a guinea pig as a child. Her name was Oreo. Did she feed on the dead flesh of men you know what i wasn't watching her all the time that's fair i don't know what she got up to i was nine i had stuff to do (laughs) anyway it had noticeable white tusks you know like guinea pigs do wait why has that not come up yet (laughs) see that's what i'm saying it gets weird whatever that might mean probably incisors Maastricht is about 10 minutes walk from here and, curiously enough, is close to the churchyard. You know, while we're talking about it, I'm also bothered by the fact that they just keep saying, like, long head, like a dog's, as if there are not, like, a million kinds of dog. Do Scottish people just not know what animals are? I mean, there is, in fact, a breed of dog that is straight up called, uh, like, a Scotty because it is a Scottish breed of dog. Yeah. So I'm assuming they at least know what those are. It does not have a particularly long head. Oh, they kind of have, like, little snoots. (laughs) Little snoots. Yeah, I wouldn't consider, like, a dog's head to be longer in that fashion than a rat's. No, that's true. I'm assuming when they add the, like, a dog, they're they're saying it's a long face and then, like, has that sort of jaw construction. Maybe. there is another artist rendering, and I know what I think this looks like, um, but I'm going to, I'm curious if you think it looks like the same thing I do. What do you think that guy looks like? Hmm. Because I think it looks like a Tasmanian devil. 
Yeah, I could definitely. And no, not like the Looney Tunes version. Because by the way, I don't want to like get weird and pedantic about Looney Tunes right now. Because there's a lot to be said about the accuracy of Looney Tunes cartoons. But Tasmanian devils don't even look a little bit like that. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're starting down a road on which your your central argument hinging is the inaccuracy depicted in Looney Tunes, like you're gonna need to slow down. I've heard Roadrunners don't look like that either. Addison, did you know? I can't confirm or deny this, but like. I've heard Tasmanian devils can't even whip themselves up into tiny tornadoes that are fully functional. I, I just Can we don't also know just establish that, like, ducks are not the same size as human beings, as human men? Is, the, is there anything else I need to clear up for you about Looney Tunes? I just don't know who to believe anymore, and I don't know what to trust. When I first learned what Tasmanian devils actually look like and that they're, like, pretty small and pretty cute, I was pretty mad about it. I was pretty cheesed off. I was a child, so I didn't swear yet. (laughs) Anyway, there was a paragraph about earth hounds that appeared in the People's Journal in June of 1950 that referred to them as yurd pigs. It's an alternate name for them. What? (laughs) I thought it was a a typo of yard pigs, and then I did more research, and it is not. It is yurd pigs. What? Scots are strange. I don't really know what else to tell you. Spell it for me. Y-I-R-D. Pigs. Yurd pigs. Yurd pigs. And then also Earth Huns. I think this is just... Oh, I love that. I think this is just transcriptions of Scottish accents. Like, I think it's just a phonetic transcription of Scottish people trying to say yard pigs and earth hounds. <laughs> yard pigs. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, it was the yard pigs. It just a yard pig. I love it. Um, I tried... We had to do Scottish accents in my accents and dialects class, and I was real bad at it. It's real bad. The earth hoon. <laughs> if you had the chance to change, change your fate, fate, would ya? Would ya? Mom, you're a bear. <laughs> All right, anyway. Anyway, spoilers for Brave, I guess. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen Brave yet. So here's something recent. More recently, in April of 1990, when Alexander Fenton visited a, Banff, a Banffshire, why do you call your places this? A Banffshire town called... It's spelled R-E-I-T-H, but I'm certain I'm going to get yelled at if I pronounce it how I want to pronounce it. So I'm going to say Wraith. I don't know. Wraith? Wraith? I think it's Wraith. Probably Wraith. Let's find out. It's probably weird. It's probably like Wraith. Um, I just get, I'm so tired of getting it. It's Chad, actually. It's Chad. I'm so tired of getting it so, so wrong. He discovered that the Earth Hound was still spoken of out there. A friend of his out there stated that they are between a rat and a rabbit, living graveyards, digging down and breaking into coffins. He even took Fenton to a churchyard where such creatures are said to dwell. While a kirkyard at the edge of the River Deverin, thus in the vicinity of the Earthhound incident featuring Archibald's father over a century before. Oh. But sadly, no signs of any were found there. So, I've spent a lot of time on this article and I won't spend too much more time on it because I have a few other things I want to talk about before we bring it all to a close. But I do appreciate this little section where we really want to kind of dive into what this thing might be. So we have another subheader and this is In Search of an Identity. Oh. When will his reflection show who he is inside? Who is that how I see Straight. They like to be near rivers, and I think it's not because they need the water sources. They like to gaze like at the reflection and wonder, who am I and who have I they're become? waiting on their defining moment. Yeah. yeah. They want to know when their life will begin. There's a lot of Disney songs you can apply to the Earthhound. <laughs> anyway, so what exactly is the Earthhound? A still undiscovered mini beast awaiting detection if it hasn't just died out by now? Or just a macabre goddess legend? Or even nothing more than a monstrous misidentification of some already known species? 
I mean, I know which one I would like it to be. Maybe it's just a very tiny kangaroo in a place where it ought not to be. Do you think kangaroos <laughs> dig up dead bodies with their powerful forearms? Do you think they beat up the police? Because apparently the answer is yes. I'm not surprised. They've got powerful punches. <laughs> yeah, and a, an understanding of the social strata in this country. Exactly. Uh, now, this particular guy, uh, our buddy Carl, thinks that it is highly unlikely that Scotland's earth hound will ever be shown to be a prehistoric survivor, but its tantalizingly scant documentation, yet lingering recollection among the local people, is sufficiently noteworthy to warrant some consideration as to what it may or may not be. So he does talk about the earth hound in his book, which is called Mysteries of Planet Earth, if you would like to read it. It is the first cryptozoologically related book ever to document this beast, according to the man who wrote it, so I'm not sure if that's actually true, but... If you would like to check that out, that is a thing. Um, there are, and he also does mention, just as a last little summary, there are a couple of creatures that people think it probably might be, and they're all, in my opinion, very cute. People think it might be a badger. Uh-huh, yeah. A European badger, except for he debunks a lot of these. He debunks the badger because it would require, like, very distinct markings. Like, badgers have very distinct, like, white markings on their faces and looks that would really... Like you would re- you would expect those to crop up in descriptions. So it's a badger in disguise. Badgers in disguise, yeah, but also yeah. beautiful. Or it could be like a honey badger. They have a slightly different coloring, and they are, of course, known to not care. That is true. Uh, now, <laughs> why is this the subheader? Beware the wolverine, my son. What? Why is that the subheader? What? But in all seriousness, a wolverine would explain the kind of rat meets dog look. I don't know if you... Yeah, no, I mean, that's super believable. But, like, why on earth would you be like, ah, wolverine? You know no. what You know what the pop culture would love about this? A Jabberwock reference. That's where my yeah. mind goes when I talk about the wolverine. There is no other pop culture wolverine reference I could make. Now, unfortunately, with the wolverine, it doesn't really line up with the behavioral descriptions of the earthhound. Wolverines don't. Or the Jabberwock. I mean, the poem never says what it looks like aside from, like, being dangerous and having claws and claws that catch and jaws that bite. Yeah, I mean, I do know that it can only be slain with a vorpal sword, and I don't think that's true of, <laughs> wolverines. of wolverines. Have you ever tried? No, but I mean, if it's a wolverine and then that other guy, Archibald, he just got him with, like, a garden hoe. Do we know what a vorpal sword is? Is it not a garden hoe? Do we have any proof that it's not? Well, I mean, it's more like a, it's like one of those three-pronged guys that you use to till up the ground. Yeah, but <laughs> do we have, any, difference. Do we have any proof that what a vorpal sword is? Also, may I raise you the concept that all of those are made-up words? No. Okay. What? No. No. What? Um. So then, of course, people also wonder if it might be a rat, a mole, a ferret, including a black-footed ferret, which, by the way, is just too darn adorable to be described that way. Have you seen black-footed ferrets? It's too cute. I would they lose my mind cutest. if I saw one of those guys gnawing yeah. on a corpse. They're the cutest little babies in the world. Black-footed ferrets, they're like, okay, you guys know how ferrets are cute. They're like cat snakes. They're real cute. They're mm-hmm. like sweet little baby angels. Black-footed ferrets are like if you had those and you put little boots on them. <laughs> You've heard of the cat snake. Can I introduce you to the dog rat? <laughs> oh, no, I don't want that. No, black-footed ferrets are um, where cat snakes, like regular-style ferrets, meet that scene in The Devil Wears Prada where uh, Emily Blunt's like, are you wearing the, and Anne Hathaway goes, the Chanel boots? Yes, I am. And they're wearing the Chanel boots. Yes, they are. Are um, they the boots with the fur? Well, they are mammals covered in fur, Alex. So was the whole club looking at her? That's not their natural habitat, Alex. I don't know what you're talking about. 
You shouldn't bring your ferret to a club. It's Unless it is a club for ferrets or it is like your ferret club, your after-school club where you get together with other ferret owners and talk about your ferrets. In the spirit of fairness, um, I would be much more likely to show up at a ferret club than an actual club. Yeah, that's fair. I would too. I would love to hang out with a... Uh, I would love to hang out with a with a fair, with a bunch of people at a ferret club. But anyway, that uh, brings us to the conclusion of Carl Schuker's uh, description of the Earthhound. There are some really really wild um, comments on this too. I uh, someone says that they think it might be a Saharan mole rat, except for that Saharan mole rats don't have that much fur or a bushy tail. There's like a lot of people with theories. But then one person, I love internet commenters that think that they that want to just sound really, really clever. I, mm-hmm. So we've got this particular commenter who says, "The Earth." I'm going to give him the right voice. The Earth Hound seems an odd creature to emerge from pure fancy, being neither very terrible or wondrous. I'm going to bank on a, on a rare, unrecognized species of ground squirrel just for fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Squirrel. That's the laugh I gave him. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's quite good. That's how. Old rich men laugh. I don't know if you knew. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so anyway, after Carl Schurker's piece, I would like to hop over to strangemag.com, which is, you know, a, yeah. mag- a strange magazine. Uh, and they have a little spotlight about uh, the Earthhound. Oh, you know what I've just realized? What have you just realized? I was going to say this covers a lot of the information from the piece I just read, except for that I just really looked at the byline and saw that it's literally written by Carl Schoker. So you know Carl. what? I'm just not. Carl! Carl! That kills people! people, Carl! Carl! So actually, I'm instead going to hop over to paranormaldatabase.com. Fair. Because Carl's had enough time in the spotlight. Yeah, Carl, step down. Give everyone else a turn, please. Is this one also written by Carl? No, it's not. Mm, Carl. No, it's just a little bit of information, a little bit more confirmation about the Earthhound. This one stating that the last known sighting of it was in Aberdeen in 1915. It just says for there's it's just a little teeny blur, but I thought it was interesting to find it appearing other places because it seemed like Carl does really have the monopoly on Earthhound discourse. <laughs> but uh, just is Earthhounds are said to be the size of a rat, dog-like head, feet of a mole. They live in churchyards in order to eat the recently buried. A dead earthhound was reportedly plowed up in the Maastricht churchyard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's some more earthhounds. Now, I thought I had hit the end of information about earthhounds. I was wrong, however, because I found an excerpt from a book that helped me find another way to do a little bit more, like, last bits of research on it, because there's a book called Mysterious Creatures, A Guide to Cryptozoology, which is um, by George M. Eberhardt. Oh, sweet. And... This is, um, it's about the same information on the Earthhound as we had before, but what it does tell me is some of its other, uh, like, some of its other uh, names. This was when I heard it referred to by the name, not Yeared Pig, I saw it referred to as, it's. Uh, it says its other names, variant names, are Yard Dog and Yeared Swine. Now, Yeared Swine was a term I decided, hmm, I wonder if there are sources that refer to it just as a yard swine, and I can research those and find out more information about it. Oh! Huh, interesting. You tricky minx. Thank you. I was right, by the way, that there was. Also, they did give me slightly more information about, uh, it said um, that they're also, they're found, their habitat, it says in this book, graveyards, but also alluvial plains. Oh. Which is quite lovely, I think. Also had the same artist rendering as I showed you before that looks just like a Tasmanian devil. But, you know, it's okay. Um, so I'm going to hop over to that. I just wanted to make sure I credited the book correctly because that was what kind of turned my little uh, 
So it took me over to <laughs> wewhitehoose.co.uk. I'm not pronouncing house weird. It's hoose spelled H-O-O-S-E. Wewhitehoose.co.uk. Talking about the yard swine. This is a blog entry by Fee, F-E-E, from 2015. Also known as Carl. <laughs> it's probably Carl. It's probably no. Carl. One of the entire <laughs> Earthbound thing is just one guy named Carl just, like, posting Carl a with a K, by the way. Theory. I want to make sure everyone knows. But anyway, this is a different take. You would almost think it wasn't the same animal because of the way that it's described. You'll hear what I mean. Uh, except for that it shares some of the uh, sighting stuff, and it was an alternate name given for the Earthhound in a different source. So one of the more obscure creatures of Scottish folk- folklore Forklore, my goodness, is the yard swine, a subterranean porcine carnivore that lives in graveyards and burrows through the earth, feeding on corpses. G.W. Anderson noted in his 1891 work, Lays of Strathbogey, that the yard swine's teeth could be heard crunching on coffins by those who were unfortunate enough to pass Yikes. within earshot of the kirkyard it inhabited. Isn't that terrifying? Crunch. I love that. And then it, of course, goes into the same letter we talked about before, uh, Mr. Archibald, in the letter mm-hmm. uh, written in 1917. Now, uh, some unimaginative souls have suggested that eared swines are badgers or even just big rats, but those who have had direct contact with the creature would certainly say otherwise. And that's the end of the piece I just wanted oh. to tell you. It's literally just that sighting and then the detail that stuck with me that I needed you to know about the crunch, 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 crunch. crunch. I'm imagining it sounds like a much less delightful version of the noise that you hear, like when you see beavers chewing on wood. Yeah, I do probably. think it's real cute when beavers do the crunch. <laughs> yeah, they just love it. They love it. They crave it. <laughs> they crave that mineral. What is not a mineral? Please don't at me. <laughs> I have a little forum excerpt of a disc- discussion on unexplainedmysteries.com forums about the yard swine slash earth hound slash oh, yard God, Those forums are amazing. <laughs> yep. So this particular They're person gift, from honestly. 2007 says, I came across this very weird story in a book I bought several months ago, and I've only really had the time now or been bothered. You decide, lol. I have been busy, though. <laughs> so make a point of bringing it to your attention, lol. Lol. I, this is all very funny. I need you to know he is laughing out loud constantly. Just losing it. <laughs> Just Thanks, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might find it interesting. So here it goes. According to Hidden Scotland by Anne Lindsay, the earthhound, or earthhoon, or yard pig in Scots, are a curious animal indigenous to possibly one kirkyard in northeast Scotland, known as Walla Kirkyard, though more stories and locations were alluded to. Quite remote, it supposedly plays host to a rather disturbing animal that, according to Walter Greger in his 1881 book Notes on the Folklore of Northeast Scotland, um, is a mysterious, dreaded sort of animal called the yard swine and believed to live in graveyards, burrowing among the dead bodies and devouring them. Supposedly, they have been described as a cross between a rat and a rabbit, and, as described, burrow among the buried, feeding upon them. Unfortunately, there's little else about these curious animals, but they certainly spark the imagination. Excuse me. It brings back memories of a movie called Trilogy of Terror 2, which, where one of the installments, the graveyard rat, steals with a similar beastie. It also seems to recall a very Lovecraftian air about it. A cross between rats in the walls and Pikmin's model, perhaps? And then they link to a map of the area, um, and they want to hear what other people think about the animal, which is nice. Um... I like this response from Adorably Dead. Now that sounds cool. Finally a cryptid that's not done to death. Lol. I think it's possible. Maybe they're just really big rats and are vicious. And since they're in close proximity to a graveyard, that's their primary source. But then again, the dead would be depleted kind of fast, wouldn't it? Maybe it's just a Scottish urban legend and nothing more. I shall have to look them up as well. Um, now, this is interesting. 
Um, someone says that they remind them of Lindworms living in the graveyards and eating rotting corpses. However, of course, they're very different because they are not in any way serpentine. Not even remotely wormy. No, wormy. Not even remotely wormy. Now, now this is funny as well, and this will close me off. This is from Northock underscore RS. All I can find is mentions on RPG sites where it sometimes seems to have been made into a monster, and a site which holds some articles about folklore in the northeast of Scotland. And then they literally list this person's passage back to them. There doesn't seem to be much on the internet out there about it. And then there's some other pictures. Then someone just posted a bunch of pictures of uh, the graveyard rats from that movie. Oh, heck. But, but anyway, people were talking about him on the forum. He's been getting some attention. So I looked up the book mentioned in the forum, uh, the book Folklore on uh, Folklore of the Northeast of Scotland. Mm-hmm. Now, um, this is uh, the full excerpt that the mention of it comes from. And it says, this is the last thing I have, by the way. It says, there is a great reluctance in burying the first body in a new graveyard and as great reluctance in leaving the old churchyard after a beginning of burying has been made in the new one. It is told that when a graveyard on the east coast of Aberdeenshire had to be in great measure closed, nothing would induce the inhabitants of one of the villages of the parish to bury their dead in the new one. What was to be done? A shoemaker, whose shop was the meeting place of many of the people of the village, was equal to the difficulty. One night, when a few of the villagers were in the shop, the shoemaker announced that there were yurd swine in the old graveyard. All were... This is not what this word has evolved to mean, but this is a book from the 1800s. It's not what you're actually oh, thinking. No. This is all were aroused. <laughs> you know what they... Uh, you know, it's... The colloquial meaning has changed. It I means know. they were aroused intrigued, to like a heightened, yeah. sp- heightened state or intrigued or like freaked out. But I just can't. I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> you know, I hear there are yard swine in that churchyard. Oh, over. my. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> you know what that does to me. Uh, anyway, but hope that the shoemaker might have made a mistake. No mistake, said the man. I can show you one that got in the very place. The cry was, let's sit. That's literally how it's written. Oh. L-A-T apostrophe S, S-E-E apostrophe T. A water rat was produced. And that's a yard swine, ist. The creature, it eats the dead bodies, said the man, standing at a distance. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Looking. Or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> Looking in horror at the abhorred beast. Aye, that's the real yard swine. The news spread like fire through the village, and many visited the shop to convince themselves of the dreadful truth. The fate of the old graveyard was sealed in that village. So that implies that... The creature was at least, the myth was at least propagated in order to convince people to abandon an old graveyard and start burying their bodies in a new one. Because he just pulled out a water rat and was like, this is it. I proved that it's real. Now make sure to use the new graveyard, guys. And that's the whole thing. Which I think is a really interesting idea. So anyway, that was, uh, that kind of winds up my little talk about the Yurd Swine slash the Earth Hound slash the Earth Hoon slash. There's always so many alternate names. They have so many freaking aliases. But... Me, circa 2008. <laughs> yeah, actually. It's like, I'm sorry. We need you to select a new new username. Earthhound is taken. Would you like to try Earth underscore Hound 13? It's like when you were on Neopets and you're like, no, no numbers. So yeah. you just keep coming up with new variations on the same name. Yep. This is the part where I admit that I have a Neopet. Uh, I had a Neopet when I was like 15 that I named Mara Wilson. Oh. It was an uni. Aww. Anyway. I, I don't know I was if I would believe that Matilda would be her, her Neopetsona, yeah. but like... I was just such a big Matilda fan. I was just, I was just, it felt right. Anyway, that's just a confession. So that's our boy. What do you think of him? I, 
uh, have to admit that I was prepared to love him a lot more at the beginning of the episode. I really thought it was going to be like a little terrier, like digging around I'm really in, sorry. in coffins. It's okay. Um, I do still love him. It's just not the same kind of love. Oh, man. It sounds like you're breaking up with him. I love him. I'm just not in love with him. Not like all the people in those bars. I'm focusing on my career right now. I think we need to see other people. <laughs> the Earthhound is already seeing a lot of people. The yeah, Earthhound sees dead people. Yeah, and that's the people. other thing, right? Is that like our hours are just so different. Much like and... the child in the sixth sense, the Earthhound sees dead people. Blah. Whatever. I don't need your approval. <laughs> well, sixth sense spoilers. You're not the... That's not even a spoiler. That part's in the trailer. Spoilers. He says I see dead people spoilers. in the trailer. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> that actually reminds me of one of my favorite jokes from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia of all time, uh, which is um, where uh, Charlie Kelly says, um, he says, uh, I watched The Sixth Sense. Oh, my God. That twist was crazy, man. That guy in the wig, that was Bruce Willis the whole time. <laughs> that joke gets me. Oh. And then they're like, that's not the twist in Sixth Sense, Charlie. And he's like, wait, what? It's, what? Which kid? It just it thrills me. But anyway, Very I would nice. like to pause it. Um, if we were to, if you were to bring the Earth Hound, if you were to be true to his initial name, his most popular name, his most prevalent alias, if you will, uh-huh. and you were to treat him as a hound uh-huh. and take him to take him to the dog show, uh-huh. take him to, you know, the one that's the, the big one on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yeah. The um, is it the Westminster Dog Show? Is that the so. one it is? But anyway, if you were going to bring him, uh, how do you think the judges would receive him? And also, uh, in what uh, categories? I'm, I don't really know a lot about dog shows. In what events do you think he would do the best? Well, the first things show? first, he needs like a fancy ass name, right? Like because yeah. the dogs at those dog shows have names that are like seventeen words. Oh no, yeah, those dogs are named like the Duchess's two egg omelet and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty good one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think I would call him Archibald's something like um, Archibald's Terror, maybe, or like Archibald's Revenge. Um, I think I would name him Archibald's Revenge. Archibald's Revenge. That's Arch- really good. Archibald's Churchyard Revenge. Archibald's Churchyard Revenge. Um, that's his name. Um, he goes by Archie, though, at home. Okay, yeah. And well, you got to give him a normal life. Yeah, away yeah. From the no, he deserves it. And then, uh, as far as I guess, like events go, I feel like maybe he's not so much like a picturesque dog, but I think that perhaps like agility would be good, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I think I think he'd do great at agility. I know very little about dog shows. Is there a part where they make them dig holes? I don't believe so. I think that is genuinely regarded as somewhat scandalous dog behavior. <laughs> Silly. That's not in polite dog society. <laughs> I understand. What would the governor say? Whatever, Woodst he. <laughs> I understand. I, I do think that that's not very nice of you to say about I don't think you should disparage their appearance, but... No, no, no. I'm just saying that, like, there are very specific characteristics that folks look for in, mm-hmm. like, each one of those dogs. And I think that since he sort of defies characterization, mm-hmm. I would have a hard time, like, sneaking him into a category that mm-hmm. <laughs> that would work well for him in that regard. It, do they have a section for biting power? No. I, he bites no. so strong. Again, not something they really want the dogs to do. <laughs> I don't understand dog shows. Please don't at me and try to explain them to me. If I wanted to understand them, I would. Anyway, that was so aggressive. I I like dogs a lot. I, I don't know why we forced them to perform. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, name six of their breeds. <laughs> Fake dog fan. Uh, anyway. Afghan hound. <laughs> Greyhound. Scotty, Pug, Labrador Retriever, Poodle. 
That's sick. I like how you stumbled on Poodle a little bit. Like, that's a real one, right? There's actually a dog called a Poodle. Anyway. Um, yeah, so is that... So that's going to about do it for us. Thanks. I just choked on my own, like, farewell. That was so hard. <laughs> Bye, dear friend. No, it wasn't, like, a sad one. I just couldn't handle anything that was happening. Also, really, really quickly, I do think that actually taking an Earthhound to a dog show might be kind of cruel because from what I've seen, they're very well lit, and I don't think I think the light might hurt their, their babies. It might hurt their sensitive little nighttime eyes. Their little tiny nighttime eyes. Yeah, don't do that. Um, okay, nighttime eyes. Their little nighttime eyes. I'm emotional. Anyway, sorry. What? So thank you to everyone who gives us your support every week, uh, whether that's by being a Patreon donor or whether that's by responding to the episodes, leaving reviews, tweeting, telling your friends, uh, contacting us, joining our Facebook group, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're very valuable to us in whatever form your support may come, and we are very appreciative of all of it. On the note of our Patreon, we will hopefully have a new Horror Borealis episode up for you very soon. Scheduling's been difficult, so we haven't had the chance to record a new one yet, but if you are brand new to our Patreon or if you are considering joining, uh, donors of any level get access to our actual play Monster of the Week campaign called A Horror Borealis, which takes place in the fictional town of Revenant, Alaska and deals with uh, monster hunting up there. So take that, Capcom. (laughs) That was a callback to the beginning of the episode. You know what's the best thing about jokes is when you have to explain them. Because horses run on tracks, you know what I'm saying? Anyway. <laughs> Do you get it? Do you get my Do you my get joke? it? Do you get my joke? So, um, I absolutely thank you for that reminder, and thank you to everyone for your support. And a quick reminder of where you can find us outside of this particular little show. You can find us on Twitter at CryptKeepPod. That's C-R-Y-P-T-K-E-E-P-P-O-D. We're on Facebook under The Cryptid Keeper. And if you want to come hang out with us in our little Facebook group that Alex just mentioned, it is The Cryptid Keeper Appreciation Group. It is a group for cryptids and their keepers. And you can come hang out. So far, I don't think any cryptids have joined, but... If we knew, they wouldn't really be cryptids anymore. That's true. You're not wrong. So anyway, come hang out to the Facebook group that we can or can't prove. Just kidding. We can prove it. We can prove it's a good time. So you can find us there. You can find us on Patreon under the Cryptid Keeper. And that is all the places you can track us down if you would like to track us down. Sounds aggressive. <laughs> yeah, please don't track us down anywhere else except there. <laughs> yeah, those are the places that you are permitted to do so. Um, and as always, our theme music is by the esteemed Andrew Giada. Many thanks. And as always, we hope we can keep you around and stay safe out there.